This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Grief Relief Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. My co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, is at a hospice uh, conference and is presenting all day, so she won't be able to join us on the show. But we have a great guest today, and her name is Laura Krawchuk, and she, like Heidi, is a licensed clinical social worker. So I'm sure Heidi's going to miss not being on the show. Uh, She's the owner of Healing Concepts, LLC, a counseling practice in Westchester, Pennsylvania. She's also a lecturer at the University of Pennsylvania School of Social Policy and Practice, and she lectures nationally on grief and loss. She lost her beloved dad seven years ago and has been finding her way through grief ever since. So today we wanted to talk to her about finding your way through the loss of a parent. Laura, welcome to our show. Thank you, Gloria. It's great to have you on. You know, we have over a million people visiting us at our on our website, Open to Hope. And we have uh, recently tagged all the pages so we know everybody who's coming um, and what they're looking for. And, you know, we were surprised to find out the number one thing being searched for is death of a parent. Wow. And uh, so there's a lot going on out there in people's minds and in their hearts about losing their parent. So you had a close relationship with your dad, and you are a licensed clinical social worker, and in the field, I assume, before your dad died. Would that be correct? Yes, I was doing oncology social work for uh, many years. He was he was um, sick, but more of a chronic illness, and then he, he got leukemia, and, and it got a lot more serious while I was actually doing the same kind of work, the oncology work. Oh, my goodness. You know, that's, I was, when my son was killed in automobile accident, I was the clinical nurse specialist at the University of Rochester Medical Center, and one of my expertise was in grief and loss. And it's really something when it happens to you, isn't it? It sure is, and I think it's a bit shocking how unprepared you feel. I know, and you think you have all this knowledge, and you've been talking to people and counseling them, and all of a sudden it hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) You can be very wise when it's not in your direct line of fire. So um, tell us uh, a little bit about that experience, because I think it's important for people to know that it doesn't matter how much expertise you have. It, it, you know, does hurt your heart, right? Yeah, I think that that was one of the big shocks for me, is I had a lot of knowledge about grief and loss and had actually been a bereavement coordinator in a hospice and when it was my dad and we went through a lot of years of anticipatory grief as well where we knew that the outcome more than likely wouldn't be good or it looked not good for a while then it looked good for a while and then it was bad again and so we were up and down with grieving and I was somewhat shocked at how much it took out of me and how um unprepared, I felt, even though I had all this kind of book knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, we always say, you know, people are more prepared when there's anticipatory grief. And I think that might be right initially, because it's not the huge surprise of a sudden death. But you still got to live with Adam, don't you? 
You do. I, I think that anticipatory grief, there's some good to it and some bad to it. I think that it, you do have a preparation time, and if there are things that need to be said, they can be said uh, in some families. I mean, sometimes that the hard part is that things never get said that should be said. But in my case, many things were able to be said, and that was helpful. But after he died, we lived with the horror of his suffering, and he suffered a lot. And that was one of the worst parts for quite a long time for not just myself, but also my mother, my brother, my husband. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that, because I know there are people out there who are have had the loss, and they are more recent than you. And they are feeling how about that suffering? Oh, devastated is the word I would use. It's so hard to see someone that you love. And my dad was just such a special person to me. Um, And to see him suffering with pain and the fear in his eyes and not being able to take it away, um, to watch his body just racked with pain and um, it, the image of it and all the medical interventions that were in and of themselves pretty traumatic, um, both for him to experience and also for us to watch, um, really haunted us. It haunted us in our daytime hours and our nighttime hours and trying to make sense of why. uh, My father was a doctor, so trying to make sense of why he had to suffer when he had helped so many um, was was a tricky one. Mm-hmm. And and thinking that we can con- completely control pain. I mean, right. you, when it's not in your world, I mean, we can do that, right? And you find out that you really can't. Right, you really can't. Yeah. And I, I think it was a bit of a shock to him as well as a, as a physician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you do and what do you recommend to people um, that they do if they have repetitive thoughts of, of past experiences? And, and if they're disruptive enough that they're not, say, sleeping or whatever? I think that one of the things I always want people to know is that in most cases, repetitive thoughts are a part of the process and can be very normal, though very upsetting and, and even disruptive. And so they're a part of figuring out your grief. And um, so the, the thing that needs to happen is that you... You get them out. You process them in some way, whether that's, and of course I'm biased because I'm a therapist, whether you talk to someone like a therapist or a clergy, um, even some friends can be helpful, though one of the sad parts about grief is how unhelpful many people are because the subject is too close and they're a little afraid of it. Um, And so they will very often try to rush you, especially um, I think with parent loss and into feeling better. So talking to someone that can really deeply listen to the anguish and the story, and the story may be needed, need to be told many, many times, uh, is one way. Uh, one of the things that can be helpful in the middle of the night, and something I did a lot, was journaling. And I, though those pages are hard to read, I kept the journal, and uh, I can certainly see the progress uh, because of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so those are two ideas. Yeah. I like that, the journaling and, and being able to see the progress, because sometimes we don't see the progress at, at all. I wanted to ask you, I know Heidi, uh, if she were uh, here, she could would talk about the fact that whenever 
um, somebody uh, would approach her after Scott died, they would start out with, how's your mother? And I was wondering, did that happen with you, with your dad? How's your mother getting along without your dad? Yep, all the time, all the time. People wanted to know how she was and um, if she was doing okay. And I thought, what about me? <laughs> and um, they they were worried for her um, being alone in the house, and um, they were worried because she had some health problems afterwards, which I believe is not unusual. And I was worried, too. Um, but sometimes I felt a bit forgotten in, in that line of questioning. Mm-hmm. Now, you were talking about that you went into therapy and you found that helpful. You know, sometimes um, I, I run a Compassionate Friends group, and, and it, it's kind of a mixed bag uh, whether people get help in therapy or not. And I, I know I was a therapist at the time, so I decided my three daughters definitely had to go to therapy. So all of them got sent into therapy, and, and it didn't stick for any of them. It didn't work. And um, that was, you know, uh, quite a few years ago. It was uh, 30. So so I think it's a little different now. But um, for lack of a better thought, I think you need to shop for a therapist and be willing to leave and get another one if that one doesn't work, particularly in grief and loss. So what's your thought? I could not agree more. I, I think that you really need to find someone who knows the contemporary theories of grief, not the old way of thinking about grief, which is much too linear and um, and I would say short-sighted in that grief takes a lot longer than we used to think. Um, and so someone who's versed in kind of the new models, someone who not only does grief, which I think a lot of people say they do, but who loves to do grief work with, with their clients. That's their passion. And um, someone who you like, uh, who you trust, who you feel comfortable with. And not everyone does well in individual therapy. Some people do better in a group, and not everyone does well in a group. Some people do better, better in individual therapy. Uh, and some people do better talking to a trusted clergy person. So, Or even, even safe friends. I used to have a, a friend who was a, yeah. a psychiatrist who said, if you had three friends, you could tell everything to you. You wouldn't need a therapist. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, and the only, only thing I would add to that is uh, sometimes therapists can help you if you get into trouble because they're trained to right. observe that a little differently than a friend. And especially if you have a past history of depression or whatever. Yes. It's important that people don't just sit with this kind of thing. If they have a past history of, of um, you know, issues, depression, whatever, get that help that you need to support you through this. I see it as a support through a walking with rather than a making better. Absolutely. I, I always call it journeying with, and I tell my students in my loss class, we are not fixing grievers. Um, and they they sometimes struggle with that. Um, but our job is to journey with, to help shoulder some of the pain, uh, to hear the story in different ways, to keep an eye out for if old uh, haunting ghosts are re reawoken, and by that I mean like a trauma history or depression, anxiety, just like you said. These things can kind of get compounded if there's a great loss. And you also might uh, have to resolve some past griefs that you haven't dealt with. Yes, absolutely. If, if uh, you ignored old griefs, they may come back to visit uh, when a new one 
happens. You know, uh, Heidi and I, when I talk to people about going into the field of grief uh, therapy, I always say to them, don't expect, if you're a person who likes instant gratification, this is not the field for you. Yeah, so true. Because it's a, it's a long, a long haul and uh, can come back and forth. Well, I wanted to um, ask you, what things has your dad given you that you've taken with you in your life? Oh, so many things. Uh, just a trust in myself, uh, curiosity about the world. Um, he gave me his love, which I carry with me to this day. And even though I miss him hugely, I always have. And uh, I really feel like he... He and my mother, but he and I had a really special relationship, and he just—he's my—he was my everything, and and set up a, a great deal of confidence and and uh, love of, the, of life. All right, and and I love—I feel that you honor him and honor his memory through the wonderful work that you're doing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, and I uh, hope that people will listen to the show, but also, um, do you do any, any Skype therapy or anything, or can people get in touch with you for therapy? Or Sure. People can call me or they can visit my website, and, they, and I do some Skype therapy. Um, it's a limited amount. I'm pretty busy right now, um, but I'm happy to hear from people, and if I can't see them, I can certainly give them ideas. Uh, they're also welcome to email me. Yeah, you can give the email. You can give your uh, website to us again. So Healing Concepts LLC uh, is the website. And, then and that's healing, .com, uh, right? Sorry, .com. Uh-huh. And uh, healing.concepts at yahoo.com is the email. Okay, and it's Laura Krawchuk, K-R-A-W-C-H-U-K. And Laura, thanks so much for being on the show, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at ADAC, Association of Death Educators, in the spring, right? Yep, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Gloria, and I'll see you at ADEC. All right. Thanks for listening to our show today, and uh, we hope that you have gotten thoughts about the loss of your parent and ideas and things that you can do. And we hope that if you do need help, that you will reach out to safe people and get the help you need to get you through this grieving process. And God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.